Oh, you want to catch all the all the little yeah, all the in between. Yeah, yeah. Well, I definitely want to catch it because I got to start off today apologizing for the audio quality this week. Okay. You're you're on a nice fancy microphone. I can see that. You got the arm. I do. I got the arm. Yeah. You've got a whole setup there. I am taking care of my friend's dog. I don't have my normal recording equipment. So I'm recording uh-huh. through my Apple headphone mic. Oh boy. What are you making yourself some espresso too? Yeah, well I already had it done. I was just like oh. pouring it in the cup. Um let me let you take a big sip of that espresso. Great. I'm, I mean, this is this is throughout, and you're really gonna love this. This is actually a cookie that I'm gonna eat when I'm done drinking. Oh coffee fuck you! You got one of those stupid fucking biscotti espresso cups or whatever. Yeah, my aunt knows the founder, so <laughs> we just we get them every once in a while for free. Well, that's nice. How many do yeah, you get? Yeah, they're actually pretty nice. Not a lot. Oh okay. You I I, like I imagine your entire kitchen just like. No, you you get four in a box. Honestly, I wouldn't buy them if I didn't get them for free. It's not that it's not a ringing endorsement. They're delicious, but you only get four, and it's kind of expensive. So hit us up, Espresso Cups, for sponsoring on your... I already... I don't even know the name of the thing. Yeah. But they're good. Espresso Cups. Whatever uh, Biscotti Espresso Cups are called. Hit us up. Probably just that. Biscotti. Biscotti Espresso Cups. Paid for by the National Board of Biscotti Espresso Cup Manufacturers. Yeah, I just have to take off my pants. I keep spilling coffee all over them. (laughs) You know that's going in, right? Yeah, no, I know. That's why I said it in a funny way. You did not say it in a funny way. You just said, I got to take off my pants. I keep spilling coffee on it. That's pretty funny, right? (laughs) Welcome to What's NXT. Yeah. I'm Tristan Marsh. I'm Alec Palacio. So we haven't talked for a month. No, not yet. That's kind of how it goes now. Yeah. I don't talk to anybody for a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just go into that, that weird cave. No, I just, you know, sit in my house, but I just stare at stuff. That's it. Yeah, that weird cave. It counts. It's, it's less it's less energy expended when you're just looking. I haven't talked to my girlfriend in like three days. She comes home. Oh, great. Says things. <laughs> I don't know what they are. I'm just staring at something. You know, I power down like a robot. I only exist for this podcast, guys. I don't have a long list of topics outside of NXT for us to talk about. But I do think that you and I should very quickly just say, fuck you, Terry. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. I'm sorry. I've been I've been on the Internet a lot recently. So when I think Terry, I think Terry Cruz right away. And I was like, no, no, I'm not going (laughs) to say that. I like him. I think he's really cool. No, I'm talking about the other Terry. No, we're talking about a hulky, hulky boy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. Fuck you, Terry. Fuck that guy. I mean, like, seriously, why Why are we putting him back in the... Th- I don't know. Whatever. It's fine. Whatever. It's okay. I don't watch main roster anyway. I would have a problem with even if they just put him back in the Hall of Fame, but every Hall of Fame is full of 
racist and assholes. It's true. I mean, like, it's true. And there's questionable weird things. There's, like, Jimmy Snooker. It's like, uh, I don't know. Like, there's weird shit. Baseball Hall of no. Fame. But, you know, like, every Hall of Fame has shit like that in it. Right. Why Asterisk do they have guys. to start yeah. actually having him come back? They're trying to get him back. They're, like, shit. trying to rehabilitate him without him ever actually owning up to what the fuck he did. And it's just really gross. It seems like there's a really big camaraderie with wrestling and like you you're in good with everybody then you're really in good forever and like they'll do anything for you but it's like well, it especially is a if you're weird. making the big man money i guess he is still making a ton of money i was gonna say i don't know how relevant he is anymore these kids that love you know roman reigns do they even know who this guy is like i don't even know i can't tell i just wanted to say fuck you terry well this is this is main roster so we don't have to really we're not gonna dwell on it i i have to admit I've been tempted a couple of times to go back to the main roster. I haven't. I really honestly haven't. I I heard that Braun Strowman decimated Kevin Owens recently. All right. I mean, just let's shit on Kevin Owens some more. Apparently, Andrade Cien Almas is now having a program with... Shit, Rusev. He beat Rusev. That's what it was. That's actually pretty interesting. That alone, I'm like, oh. Because I think that what happens is they're looking at you and guys like you, and then they're like, hey, who are two guys that they love? So one of them has to lose. <laughs> and yeah. you have to root for one over the over. That, that's what they're doing. You would think that they would be saying, we'll get them back because one of them has to win. So... No. I know that one of my favorites is going to oh, win. No, no, no. That's not what they're doing. Come on, you know them better than that. The upside for creative on the main roster is we get to make some guy on the internet cry because some nerd. Well, all the wrestle nerds love both these guys, and you can see that almost actually has a lot of support from wrestle nerds in the crowd. There, they oh, yeah. love him because he's great. I've seen like clips from this, and you have to root for one or the other. So you have to root against one of your darling boys. <laughs> That's what they want. That's what they want. Come on. That's how I would set it up. And I'm really spiteful. So, like, I'm just assuming they're even half as spiteful as me. I mean. And they're probably Which worse. one do you choose? Which one it's do like, I choose? It's like, it's like Sophie's Joyce. Amos is the newer one. Pick, push him. Push him to the moon. Then we can get Rusev off TV entirely. It really make people cry. No, 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 no. Don't put yourself in the position of the asshole. Oh, making you decisions. mean like who do I personally prefer as me as a wrestling fan? Yeah, you've got to put a That's gun to one of their roster, heads. dude. I don't watch main roster. <laughs> if it's up to me, I would have had Asuka on top of the women's division, but apparently she's getting her ass kicked by James Ellsworth. So guess what? I don't even want to weigh in. I can't believe you. You can't make just this simple decision. I can make the decision. I won't talk about it. It's not up to me as a fan. I, I I accept the way that they run things. And if I make a decision, I know it's going to turn around. It's going to be the opposite. Okay, for your sake, I think Alma should go all the way. And that means that Rusev is going to win now. Because <laughs> I know between the two of them, and you do love Almas because he's your nasty boy. But I know... You deep down, you're in love with Rusev, like he was your, like he was your, 
Like he was your bromance. And yeah, you're wearing the Rusev Day shirt right now. Not even. You're wearing the old one with the metal on it. What do I have right here, Alex? It's my Ingo Bernables hat. He can't be Ingo Bernables in WWE. They don't get that. It's not in English. <laughs> he can be uncomfortable. He can be Ingo Bernables and then Zelina Vega is uncomfortable. He's in Gobernable, but Michael Cole always has to say, and you know what that means? That means ungovernable. (laughs) (laughs) Nigel is just confused because, as we all know, he doesn't know what Spanish is. Yeah, that's true. Oh, and Nigel's on 205 Live, where they're both going to end up going anyway, so, like, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Rusev. As, like, I know they fudge the numbers sometimes, but, like, Rusev showing up and, like, I'm 205 pounds, baby. Yeah, guys, I'm uh, I'm actually 203. I just lost a couple of pounds over the week. Just want to make sure I get in there. Yeah, yeah. Got to get that way in. Let's talk about the real show. Yeah, let's talk about NXT. The good one. The one where they'll have your two wrestle boys fighting against each other, but you'll be happy because even though one of them's going to lose, he's not going to get shit on for 16 years or whatever the I don't know. You, I don't know, Almas. You lost to Rusev, so uh, you're dead to us now. He never wins. He won't. He won't win. Uh, you can't lose to Rusev anymore. You just oh, can't. That's such a, a sad. He came out riding a tank, Alec. Mm-hmm. And now he's dog shit. Yeah. No, <laughs> Even I know. though the entire crowd still loves him. What's Alexander R doing in the impact zone? Why don't you start us off on NXT, Alec? What's something recently that has just... You had to get me while I'm chewing on a cookie. All right. Tickled you to no end. Of course you're going to know what I'm going to say. Because it's my my new favorite boy on NXT that everybody hates. is Kona Reeves. Everybody hates this guy. Everybody. Nobody gets it. I have a friend who loves... He's he's very marky. He's not... He's not a big smart fan. He's not like a weird, like he's just, he watches it. He goes crazy. He loves it. He loves Ciampa. Him and his girlfriend love Ciampa. They got into the Gargano Ciampa feud late. So they're just like, I don't understand who this crazy person is and why he wants to beat the shit out of Ciampa so bad, but like <laughs> he's horrible. So they're seeing him now and they're seeing Ciampa now. They're like, I don't get why everybody hates him. He's awesome. He's so jacked and he's so mean. Okay. They don't even get who Kona Reeves is. They don't understand him. <laughs> Nobody gets him. But I totally get him. He's He is the real heat heel. Because he is so obnoxious and so crappy. He's like so crappy that everybody boos him. Even though he has, I th- I would say, his like trust fall elbow move. Looks really good. <laughs> I would say a couple of his moves look really good, and I think a lot of his moves that don't look really good are just him swinging wildly because he knows it looks horrible. He does look like the kind of guy that might run a low overhead conning businesses into having oh, yeah. a team building exercise day thing where he's like now we're gonna do trust falls you just extend your elbow into the guy's face yeah no no that was i mean i loved that move i thought that looked great but like also remember he's basically a cash for gold salesman guy and like that's an awesome heel that is a really good heel. all of his chains are leaving green streaks on his neck 
my girlfriend comes from Buffalo, and there's this guy who has a rubber chicken who buys jewelry, and he's on all their TV commercials. Attention shoppers, Black Friday has been replaced. What? Black Friday is now Gold Friday. What? 60% off all day Friday. 60 off gold chains, even Miami Cuban chains. What? Nobody has our selection and nobody saves you more on solid gold jewelry. Nobody. nobody. What? And he's just like the weirdest. And it's, he's like an old dude. It's not like, but if he was young and instead of a chicken, it was like a finest gimmick. That's it. And welcome back to The Showroom Presents. Hey Buffalo, are you chicken when it comes to cooking your turkey dinner and sides? Today, our special guest is a real superhero. Half man, half feast. He's Turkey Dude, also known as former WWE wrestler Gene Snitsky. Turkey Dude, welcome to The Showroom Presents. Hello Rick, and never fear, Turkey Dude is here! Gobble, gobble, gobble! Turkey Dude is my alter ego. I've partnered with Fusion Life Brands to use my superhero powers, the Power Pressure Cooker XL, to save Thanksgiving. People no longer have to be chicken about cooking a turkey. Don't ever suffer from dry turkey syndrome again, Rick. Enjoy your Thanksgiving and gobble, gobble, gobble! Airport Plaza Jewelers is turning 20. Join the celebration. It wasn't my fault what? he's also having the same matches over and over again and there's now not even any more escalation the first two jobbers matches there yeah. was like a little bit of a character escalation i had that idea like oh maybe he keeps coming out with more shit on him he stopped getting more chains he doesn't have more i thought he has three now he still just has two i think oh, and man. he's he's now just having the same jobber match over and over again. It is so frustrating. I think that they're trying him out and seeing what they what people think, and that's why they gave him. They're like, okay, you get EC3 now. This is great, isn't it? So much of the problem of main roster, but something that NXT and NJPW, for instance, do really well, is taking somebody who has promise... Maybe the audience doesn't see that promise yet, but has promise and putting them with somebody that knows how to get anyone over. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I don't really care about Kona Reeves, but they had this little vignette that was fucking hilarious. So I'm kind of excited about Kona Reeves now. Right. Oh, is that hitting you now? Huh? Oh, Are yeah. Are you getting no, hit definitely. by that? Oh, so, yes. So let's, I knew let's, you'd get one over. Let's let's talk about this fucking vignette because it's talk so about good. It. And the coolest thing about it is how adaptable they're being at NXT. This is what everybody says that WWE is terrible terrible at, but you're seeing them do it now. They see that the fans love EC3, who is a huge hyper heel because he's a rich asshole, but all of a sudden he's like a mega face. Yeah, he's, just he's a being, mega he's being friendly to his to his fans. He sells a complete average schmo door. Dope face, bro. Yeah. Dope face, bro. Yes. Then he magically pulls a shirt out from nowhere and goes, check out this shirt that I'm selling. You can buy it on wweshop.com. Eh, I don't need the money. I'm rich anyway. Tosses it in the guy's face. 
<laughs> I mean, this is exactly what we're starting to see where I think this is going to save heel face because it's going to be like, oh, wait, we can have cocky faces now. We can um, have jerky, cocky faces, and we're going to figure out how to do it using EC3. EC3 also has a new catchphrase that I love. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping it's a catchphrase because he takes a selfie with one of his fans, and as the fan is walking away, he yells, Tag me on Instagram. Oh, and it's man. such a throwaway line but i hope to god that that becomes a re- reoccurring he just thing. says it all the time e c three tag me on instagram oh yeah no no i see it i definitely see it yeah he's he's fantastic and they're using him great because it's just like wait a second we thought we were bringing in a mega heel but everyone loves you and they figured out how to. He they really so much figured out how to make charisma. it work. Yeah, he does. You know, you kind of worry about him going to main roster because main roster doesn't know. How I don't to handle think they're going to get it. So with his Shinsuke history, Nakamura with, was one yeah. of those guys where, like, you you don't need to do anything. You I just know. Everybody put him on him. camera, and people are going to be like, "Yes." I mean, we had four weeks last month of him just hanging out at a bar, talking about shit. And it was like every single time he came on my TV, I was happy. He has this air about him. The way he talks, he just knows that he's acting and he's just giving it 110% at all times. And it, it, it works great and it's getting over and they're doing the right thing by it and just turning him into a face. And it also works so well with eventually he runs into while he's hanging out with all of his fans, Tony right, Reeves. Yeah. It works great with Kona Reeves. And it works so great with Kona Reeves because the essence of their interaction is a kayfabe version of what's actually like shoot happening with them, which is Kona Reeves is trying to outdo EC3, but just doesn't have the skills yet. But right. that kind of makes it work. Oh, you've got you've got a nice suit. Oh. But nice it watch. The yeah. It's not the finest watch. It's like Whoa. To, to which to which EC3 mumbles under his breath. It's got numbers. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know, grills EC3. Oh, you've got a cheap spray tan and I got the real thing. Oh yeah, but that was that was actually really funny, actually. I no, that it, was the really whole funny. the whole thing was actually funny. I thought I thought Kona came off being really funny in this, but then EC three just blows him out of the water. Oh yeah, he starts nuclear. He yeah. starts with, "You're wearing those sunglasses so you can hide your weird dead eyes behind." <laughs> them. I know he gets it. He gets it. He then says that he's wearing a buy one get one free suit. The plastic. Is wearing off of the the gold plating's wearing off of his uh dollar dollar store chain or whatever. Oh my god! It's really good. He then starts just barking at Connor Reeves. Fight me! Fight, fight me. me! If you were a man, you'd fight me right now. And Connor Reeves starts trying to say something, and he just starts barking at him. <laughs> fight me! Fight me! <laughs> fight me! It was incredible. It was it was seriously great. 
And they both are such weird-looking guys. Yeah, well, that's the thing that I always loved about Kona, is that he looks... He looks like a serial killer. (laughs) (laughs) It's those dead eyes. Yeah, and that fucking creepy smile he does. It's amazing. (laughs) And so it's really great to see, like, these super, like, face, baby face, like, mannerisms of this is firing up. It's like, fight me, fight me. I'll do anything for a fight. I love fighting, and fighting is great, and competition in sports. And it's just like Kona Reeves standing there in his sunglasses being like, <laughs> making weird faces. It's awesome. EC3 then says, I know you won't fight me. And then drops the most important information from my point of view. Okay. Because he says, you won't fight me because you know if you fought me, I'd chew you up. I'd spit you out. I'd feed you to my cats. <laughs> right. I knew you were going to lock onto. <laughs> I didn't take any notes, but I literally turned to Emily, who wasn't even watching at the time, and I was just like, Tristan's going to love that. And she said, What? He said he has cats. <laughs> Alec, of course he's a cat person. <laughs> Did you. Did you go online and find out the names of his cats so you could write them down or something? Or whatever it is you do? No, no, I, I'm not there yet. <laughs> okay, EC3 cats. Oh, you're looking it up now, okay. Hell yes. Skunk and Clover. Oh, nice. Do you want to see a photo? I'm... Okay, fine. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is a photo from... Reddit r slash ec3. Oh, God. So it isn't even squared circle. (laughs) Your browser history, dude. (laughs) I like his stupid face. (laughs) In this picture, he's making like a really weird face. He's doing like Instagram face. Yeah, they're cute. tucking his chin and pouting a little. There's only one comment on this, and it's making me laugh. Recently named my cat Chubby, short for Chubble, 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 Whoa, oh, 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 whoa, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. So that's the users of r slash ec3. Let me just well, that's his make old this theme. my homepage now. That's his old, <laughs> that's his old uh, TNA theme is trouble. It's just, I, honestly, that was not, it was not a great theme. This new one I like a lot better. They did a better job, I think. Because trouble, 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 trouble. I, I did not like that one. Trouble, 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 Yeah, no, I, I was not a fan. I mean, a lot of people were, though. I, I'm probably pissing off. The one guy that's listening right now. Sorry. Sorry, dude. Chris, what are your thoughts on that's true. EC3 themes? What's the name of that one about the Midnight Cowboy or whatever? Space Cowboy. Call me the Space Cowboy. See, I'm not really... I don't get down with Chris too much, so I don't know <laughs> what that song is. Some people call him Maurice. Yeah, right. Yeah, sure. That's probably the name of the song. It's probably going to be Maurice, guys. You know, that song Maurice. (laughs) Yeah, you know, play that song Maurice for me. 
Kona Reeves gets the last line, and it's a high point because he waits until EC3 is like 30 feet away and then says under his breath, you want to fight? I'll fight you. Which is like... No, I... That's not even... To me, that wasn't even it. I just loved... We could have been the finest of friends. (laughs) That is very good. But I just, I just liked that this guy is barking at you to fight him. And you freeze completely, and then he walks away. It's like a Millhouse move, you know. It's like yeah, it's like a nerd but, move where he's like, "No, oh, I would fight you. I'm gonna yeah, beat you up." I'm telling you, he's like getting to be. He's gonna be a great heel. He's really gonna be great. After all of his jobber wins, he needs to just get like two consecutive losses to EC3. Oh, he's but gonna keep get trying crashed. to fight. He's going to get super thrashed. Everybody is going to be booing the entire time. He's going to get a shitload of really bad offense in. And then he's going to like, it's going to be like headlocks. There's going to be a one minute long headlock. He's he's going to do a single one of those flailing slaps that have no weight behind them. Yeah. That for some reason against the jobber sends them across the ring. And it's going to hit EC3 and he's going to no sell it. And that's going to be the moment that the crowd goes crazy. But only after, I think it's only going to happen after about like two or three solid minutes of like either the shittiest arm drags possible or just like this really crappy cross face that's just going to last 45 seconds plus. His psychology is is off the rails. I, I love this guy and I keep booing him every time I see him. It's great. What else can we talk about? We could talk about... The weird, weird women's division stuff going on. That's not the main title picture, but like the weird stuff going on. Bianca Belair, kayfabe injury? Bianca Belair just married Montez Ford in real life. Right, but I think she may be, I think they may be putting her off with this injury thing. So that they could make cool three ways instead of the four ways, keep her basically out of the running for contention because they don't they want to they want to keep her undefeated streak. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. They want to keep her undefeated streak. Undefeated. That reporter almost corpsed. Yeah. When she walks away, I, I keep using this word, but it's really the only appropriate word. Barking undefeated Mm -hmm. you can see the reporter like very obviously bite their tongue oh yeah i mean i was i was watching that with my roommates and they were like what is this i was like holy shit do you remember two months ago when we were like worried oh maybe she's never gonna really be able to get over as a promo but like she's got so much technical skill to back it up that that doesn't matter and now yeah, she's not cutting in-ring promos, but she's... Oh, her promos are the best. They're but so But that's great. what I mean. They, the, Especially on the women's division. We got, we got some, some, some good workers. This will be fine. We've pretty quickly gotten those people that needed to do some work back up to... Oh, yeah. Oh, Bianca yeah. Belair is, like, hanging with the best of them. She's great. Even Vanessa Bourne. Vanessa Bourne, I was going to bring up during this whole thing. She's actually looking a lot better. She's looking great. Every single one of her matches, all the commentary does is go like, 
yeah, she's lost in the past, but yeah. she's she's doing a good job now, isn't she? And you're like, yeah, she is. Yeah, she is. And Lacey is really nailed the character down. Like, I would say oh she nailed God. the character down so well right now. The idea of saying I'm the classiest person and then spending like 40 seconds just yelling over a knocked out person and, is and just incredible. I don't know how you could conceivably plan to do this, but her hair gets frazzled in stages through every single one of her matches now, so that by the end, she looks like an insane woman. Yeah, she's great. She really, I think it's... She looks like a woman that would be on the bus yelling at people, and you're like, perfect. Because, yeah, like you said, she comes in with lace gloves and, like, I'm the lady of NXT, and she ends gibbering madly at people. Yeah, it's incredible. I loved this week's, which was the 25th, the July 25th. This week, when we're recording um, this episode, she had a great this moment. This week? Yeah. Okay. Where she had a great the 25th. moment. 25th? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, where she was against a jobber, just some jobber lady. It seemed pretty nice. The week, the week that we're recording. Yeah, right now. Okay. Um, so she... She did like this hair toss, which was incredible. And then she started picking hairs <laughs> out of her hand, out of her fingers. Like they were stuck. She had the hair. That is so great. Because that obviously she didn't really. There's no real hair there. It's like what we know that. But the act of doing it made her look like such an asshole. It was really good. It was. I have to tell you, I can't help but get like a little like annoyed when i see these nasty things she does i'm like this is great something that she did that after the fact i was kind of like that was a little weird but during in the moment i really loved was in her match with dakota kai she grabs dakota kai's hair and the ref goes watch the hair and usually the heel move is to hold on to the hair until a count starts and let the count go deep and then release right yeah Instead, she immediately released, but then still turned to the ref and was like, I have until five, but he Mm. hadn't even started counting yet. And so after the fact, I was like, oh, that might have been like a little bit of a like jumping the gun moment. But I also kind of liked it because in the moment, it seems like she was just so ready to be angry at anyone. I'm, oh, I'm going to yell at the ref at one point. Oh, I hate the ref. I think she she knows how she would react to any situation. And it's really, it really makes me happy. I love that she'll like do a moonsault and then that won't even finish the match. Because she's like, no, this is a, this is a good, fi- this is like a happy hype finish. We can't finish that way. Really the only uh, women's wrestler that appears regularly that seems to still need a little bit of work is probably Vanessa Bourne. However, she cut that amazing reporter promo Yeah, where she just keeps asking over and over again, why the hell does Kyrie wear pirate stuff? She yeah. isn't a pirate. Does she know that? I think her character doesn't need any work anymore. I think it's maybe just a little bit in-ring stuff. I could, I could hear... Moro struggling to not yell. It's because she was yachter. Oh, she yachted in college. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if it was, if this the was main roster, knows. if this was main roster, 
Michael Cole would be shouting that from the rooftops. Yeah, yeah. That's the reason I, she does that, and then she'd start doing her little jig, and they'd cut. <laughs> they'd cut the camera yeah, yeah. really hard. From the tag team division, the Street Profits have now changed their vignette style yet again. They're oh, no yeah. longer doing street talk. They're still doing the Snapchat ghost thing, which is good, because that's kind of their thing. They're now just being two goofballs on whatever local ball court they can find. Yeah. And I gotta say, I really liked the street talk stuff, but I think that this works with me as them being wrestlers more than street talk. Yeah, this makes a little more sense. This is nicer. I, I like the street talk better myself, but I'm a goofball. and But this is definitely... The really street good. talk thing just reinforced how fun and charismatic they are. Yeah. But this makes them actually seem like two charismatic guys that are still like kind of fucking around and physical. And I like that. Yeah. And it also means that yet again, I know that I've said this in the past, but Angelo Dawkins doesn't have to be put under as much of a talking spotlight and can just kind of be a guy shooting hoops and calling the Undisputed Era and War Raiders a bunch of assholes. But I do want to bring up something very interesting also about what they were that talking That he started about. off by going, what's up, fam? No, no, uh, but that is actually fam. Yeah, that's right. Fam is going in there. Um, <laughs> we, we can't lose fam. I mean, come on. That is his thing. That is his thing. In the past, they're all like, oh, yeah, yeah, title contention, title, title, title. It didn't seem as much focused on the title anymore, which is good because they're figuring out things to do with the teams that are clearly not going to be contenders because they're not yeah. for a while, at least until we figure out what's going on with War Raiders. So what they're doing is they're just like, hey, you remember TM61 cheated? Fuck those guys. TM61, you can't cheat this. You can't cheat that. This is what we say to cheaters. Like they kept drilling in on TM61. Like now they've got a feud going with TM61. Now they're actually like. a part of the division rather than just two guys who show up and kick jobbers asses. Yeah. I like that and I liked when they did that with Heavy Machinery too because you're you're looking at Heavy Machinery and this was one of the problems with Heavy Machinery in the past. You look at them and you're like why aren't they the champions right now? Cuz they're huge. So you have to give them stuff to do, especially after I mean it's not long ago that Authors of Pain were the most dominant tag team in NXT for like two years or something. They're kind of doing this across the board in all of their divisions. Yeah. But everybody that is in the mid card has actually kind of gotten a shot at the main event and failed. The people that are still in the main event go right back to being in the main event. Yeah. But everybody else drops down to the mid card and their whole thing is it's a very classic wrestling storyline, but it's, I got to fight my way back up so I can't focus on War Raiders and Undisputed Era. I've got to focus on the guys in my way to getting back to the top. Dakota Kai is doing it. Um, Danny Burch is doing it. Like all of these guys and that gives them shit to do. And it also means that they aren't getting paired in matches where you know they're going to lose. Because how fun would it be to watch the Street Profits kick those assholes straight through their stupid fucking dusters? Yeah, that'll be great. 
That's going to be really fun. That's going to be great. Did we did we make the uh, uh, I don't think Mac the and Dennis I don't comparison think on the podcast? On the podcast. That yet. No, I don't think so on the on the podcast. They're Mac and Dennis. Yeah, it's a sweet duster. It's a sweet duster. It's great. When I when I die, you got to burn the duster. <laughs> it makes them look like Lawrence Alonis. It's uh, yeah, it's a couple of jabronis. Oh my god, they like they came out with those fucking dusters the episode after the takeover. I liked their we cheat to win now thing, but I wasn't completely sold on them being heels. And they show up in those dusters, and I was like, no, those are two fucking heels. Yeah, they really are, and it's great. <laughs> and they're so happy to be wearing the dusters. They're so like I love. The they posing. stand back to yeah. back and cross their arms. I love the posing. I love pointing at each other. I'm just waiting for them to come down the ramp and someone shouting "Salt Pep, Salt Salt Pep," because <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's just a bit from its whole study. It's got to be at this point. It's really good. They are. Uh, Really killer. I, I, I think that they, they can only go up oh, yeah. in the mind, no, not necessarily but... in the title picture because there's <laughs> no way. Yeah. I mean, I know we have goofy tag champs now, but they're goofy, powerful tag champs. They're not goofy. They, they never wear those dusters. They get to be goofy because the way the match ends is with them like dislocating somebody's arm. Okay, if Adam Cole or... Kyle O'Reilly want to make stupid faces the entire match. That just makes the match fun, but it's going to end with him kicking somebody in the back of the head. So It's good. And then afterwards, they'll just mispronounce their names hanging out in that weird rigging. I think Kyle O'Reilly is a, is a poet. The, the Adam Cole Memorial lighting rig. Yeah. What did, what did he call Trent Seven and... Oh my God. What did he call him? I forget what he Tyra called him. All I remember was... It was great. He claimed, we lost the tag belt in London. That's England. It doesn't even count. <laughs> right. He's really good. <laughs> oh, shit. That was the promo they cut where Fish is clearly finally felt like, hey, you guys all get to hold belts and I'm injured. I should get to hold something. So they gave him a like dollar store bowling trophy yeah. <laughs> to hold. That just has very lazily engraved on the front, like, Dusty Rhodes tag winners, Undisputed it, Era. It, but that's the best thing is because we saw that giant trophy. We saw them every week come out for their tournament and stare at the trophy and then go in the ring. And now he and has this dinky little this. thing. It's definitely not this thing he's holding. And then at the end, oh, when, when they the Adam, Adam, Cole, Adam Cole goes... And you can believe that because that is undisputed. And they do the gang sign that they do. And he's holding it. I love that he also refuses to not hold it with both of his hands. Yeah. He just so says, like, hey, guys, I, I can't do it. I'm holding a trophy. <laughs> I can't wait for him to get back in the ring. Oh, oh God. Yeah, because when he can't do the the gang sign, he resigns himself to just... He's actually looking kind of normal, so he goes, and eh, the least I can do is bug that one eye that I always bug. Yeah. <laughs> he does that. He just does this little, like, people's eyebrow thing. It's it's great. It's it's really good. I can't wait for him to get back in the ring. I want to see him on someone's shoulders going, oh my god, we can talk about this! 
why don't you take us to uh, Kashisana? Yeah, another cool thing that's been going on that's, oh, you know... Smooth transition. Yeah, right? Isn't that good? It's pretty good, right? I've been working on them. You you, you know, well, Kashisono is getting weird. Yeah, I think that they realized <laughs> that um, he had, like, lost four times in a row. Yeah. And they were like, oh, they were good matches, but he, he keeps losing, and we want we don't want him to drop too far down, you know? We want to keep him as a, as a mid-card contender. So um, let's have him just go over somebody in 20 seconds in, like, a really lackluster disappointing you're like oh i'm gonna get to see Cashizono put in work eh. no and i think that was part of the point he's got new it's not new gear but he's been wearing the the boxing robe and all that stuff now he's kind of looking a little you know a little aggressive the champa thing where he turned around and he got kind of mean for fucking it's not switch. every day he calls somebody a scaramouche that's true um some dude is going for a fucking switch grabs, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He's like, mid-move. Cash Zona said, nah, he just knocks him out instantly. Gets over him, one, two, three. And then I thought this was interesting. Stares down at him for like 30 seconds. And I was thinking, is he going to Lars Sullivan, this guy? Are we seeing like a total turn? I don't know if we are, but I think we're seeing the shadows of one. He's always yeah. been so nice. They were trying to do this with Tommy before Tommy got called to 205 Live. Oh, yeah, where, like, he's he's pissed off that he hasn't gotten the respect he's due, so now he's just going to, like, try to kill people. Well, if you'll remember, Itami and Ono were in a big feud because Ono was like, you're doing this the wrong way, man. And then Itami low-blowed him and fucked him up, and then he got really mad, and he was just like, fuck this, I'm going to go after you. And then they had a really brutal match. At that time, Itami was looking really fierce, so let's not even do a where are they now because we know it's terrible he was kind of the catalyst that was going to push ono over the edge and then we lost that and i don't yeah. think that they planned for that so now it's kind of happening again it happened again with champa but it was really short and i think we're seeing a meaner cassius ono i don't know where this is going but i do think it's interesting and i think they need to do something interesting with him because he's like everybody's favorite like fun cuddly nice wrestler who's also a badass it would be cool to emphasize the badass a little bit more and just make him seem more serious. Even if he doesn't go after titles, maybe he's just like, fuck this, I'm going to fuck everybody up. The tag division. Uh, it's simple in that there's only one storyline. Major storyline. Okay. Well, what's okay, you, you fucking tell me then. All right. We got a couple, I think. We got a couple of storylines going on with tag. Because you have Mustache Mountain, who wants to get back at Undisputed Era. For their like cavorting and and back and forth title shit. Since our last recording, Mustache Mountain won the tag belts. Yeah. Then lost them two weeks later on TV. Apparently, it was only two days later in real life. But also taping. between that, they had a six man tag: um, Mustache Mountain and Ricochet versus Undisputed Era. Right. Um. And now Undisputed Era have the tag belts back. And that's why, as I mentioned before, Kyle O'Reilly said they won it in England. That doesn't count. Yeah, they held it for a grand total of two days. So there you go. You still have Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan in the wings, even though Oni is out for who knows how long, maybe maybe as long as like 10 months because of the orbital. I don't like that Oni Lorcan is gone. 
But I, I like that can't. Danny Birch is getting some singles action. Yeah, and you and you gotta wonder whether or not he's, he's gonna try and team with Pete Dunn or something in the meantime. He's such a fucking tough looking dude. He is. He's looking great, and he's when he gets in the ring and wrestles. The story that they're telling with him is like, oh, he's not really, he's not really at the top level yet. And even he'll say that, but he's like, he lives through everything, and he'll take any finisher and just kick out. He's great, and I like him headbutting people in the chest. I think he it's is awesome. like genetically, like like naturally, a character. Pete Dunne yeah. doesn't look automatically like, oh, that guy is an English wrestler. But no. you show somebody Danny Birch, no context, not wearing the zip-up parka that has the British flag on it, nothing. Right. You show them that guy, and they're like, that's a guy that gets into pub fights. Right. He looks like a bare-knuckle boxer. Yeah, exactly. He just, he's really, he's, he's just missing the cauliflower ears. Oh, we can work on that. Some performance center, <laughs> like, trainer, Sorry, we got to do this. It's it's really gonna get you over. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, no, it's part of your gimmick. You know, it's can't just, I just it's... get a like prosthetic? No, no, no. They no, fall, off. fall off. Yeah, <laughs> jinx. Okay. Yeah. So it's uh, I don't know. I think he's still kind of weirdly in the picture for some reason. I can't I can't shake that he's gonna be out of there because uh, they teased that he was going to go after North American Championship, but there's no way that he is because Ricochet is going after it. So I think that the tag division has more shit going on, especially with War Raiders just lurking in the wings, and you don't know when they're going to show up and just become the most serious guys, well, the most serious contenders. They started doing it now. You don't know if that's going to happen at TakeOver. They also just gonna happen have been doing something even more intimidating than doing run-ins. They just show up and stand. You're yeah, like, no, that's it. What the fuck is their deal, man? Well, that's all that it needs. Yeah. Because they're they're so dominant that it just doesn't look like anyone's going to ever they be got able to stand against them. The most amazing package. They had a great package. It had a picture of Tanahashi in it. It not only mentions them by their original name, War Machine. Yeah. It has the people shouting it. They have all their progress footage. It shows them holding the ROH and IWGP tag titles. Yep. It's really with, with the logo very obvious on them. Oh yeah. I mean they still call it Japan in this package, but you had Tanahashi you had a picture of Tanahashi with them doing his like his like sign, his hand sign. You also have the NXT backstage announcer girl talking about um cross promotions with the elite for Street Fighter tournaments which is interesting because i'm i i'm into i'm into that so i watch that kind of stuff i like fighting youtube it, so youtube kind of is officially a like uh, uh it's a it's a demilitarized yeah zone. exactly yeah no i know but it but it's interesting to have official like personnel backstage personnel talking about it there's a lot of that going on they know who the nxt audience is and i think it was very telling by the way that they used her instead of somebody else i don't even know who the main roster guys are anymore i kind of forgot all of them Jojo, I don't know, whatever. And also having that package present to show all of that, it was great. It really showed how dominant they were around the world. I had a moment of insight about why I'm not crazy about the war 
chant, when you chant war, you tend to start dropping the R. And then you just start saying, wah, 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 wah. And it sounds like a whole like audience of Waluigi's. Isn't that like what orcs say in um, the tabletop game that everybody plays? By everybody, I mean like a bunch of nerds that I actually never did play. Oh, oh, uh, Warhammer. Uh, Warhammer. Do they say wah? Don't they say wah? Kyle O'Reilly responded to people giving him shit on Twitter. Who would give Kyle O'Reilly shit on Twitter? He doesn't make any mistakes or anything. Come on. He was he was acting cocky on Twitter and somebody was like, oh, is that why you ran away from Mustache Mountain? And he was like, I did not run away from Mustache Mountain. They showed up and I thought it would be rude to steal the spotlight from them. So I left as quickly as possible. (laughs) (laughs) What a uh, fucking treasure. He's really great. He really is great. Oh god! I think I think Kyle O'Reilly is quickly becoming my favorite member of Undisputed Era. Oh yeah, I mean like it's it's hard because I was always an Adam Cole guy when he showed I up. I mean Adam Cole is still great. When he showed up at Barclays and we were there, I was I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to do the baby. I knew he was coming. I was just so excited. But well, yeah. I don't after know. after Redragon showed up, you were like. Uh, the next guy's gotta be. Oh yeah, well yeah, Cole, right? obviously yeah. But I but I knew he was gonna come because he had been out of business for a while, and I'm like, there's no way. And but now I think I'll just be playing air guitar on a fake belt. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I gotta I gotta show my support here. This guy is the best. Now I don't really know where the the tag division is headed because honestly, I'm not 100. percent Are we gonna see War Machine? War Machine. I'm doing it now. War Raiders versus Mustache Mountain to to get the number one contendership. Are we going to see a three way? Are we going to see TM six one interfere? Are we going to see Street Profits return? Are we going to see Heavy Machinery come back? Like it's like there's a lot going on. There that- there is a lot going on. I gotta say, I'm usually not crazy about triple threats and they seem to do them a lot with the tag division at takeovers for some reason yeah i can name off the top of my head like three from the past year well i just remember war games kind of kicking it off and i think they just kept doing it after that yeah possibly i wouldn't be pissed off if they did it again this one would probably be pretty entertaining honestly but i'm i'm just a little nervous you got the two gigantic guys you got the two fun faces that also have some like bruisery kind of rough and tumble and then you got undisputed era again who are just two sniveling assholes if mustache mountain is getting involved there is the whole british strong style connection yeah you never know if one of those guys won't show up you never know what's going to happen so i'm i'm really i don't think you can predict what's going to happen at takeover for the tag division and i do think that Word. I'm going to have a hard time. Like I usually like to give a little predictions or whatever. I don't think I'd want to give any predictions about the tag division because we have so long to go before takeover. And it's just going to be... Stuff's just going to be coming out over the next couple of weeks that I think is going to be... Oh. And we might just Whoa. get the triple threat. Who knows? Wah. Whoa. Wah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's save the best for last. Let's talk about the men's division first. We've already mentioned 
Ricochet coming out to challenge Adam Cole. Adam Cole demolished a jobber. And then... And then sang his praises. Oh, yeah. he was trained by Wild Samoan Appa, so you gotta say something nice about him. But he seemed pretty good, actually. He did actually seem pretty oh, good. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I, I like that. That's, I was excited that's Sean Maluda, I think he, right? Yeah, I think he's I think he's going to get signed. Yeah. I have always loved him because he's from Staten Island, but he's billed as from Shaolin, New York. Adam Cole likes him because he was doing a lot of nice heel spots to get people really to get a lot of heat with the crowd. He was yanking. He was playing with his hair. He was doing all kinds of nasty shit. And I think because he knows when he comes out, he's a favorite, but he's got to be the heel. So he has to. I mean, to his credit, he really knows how to get the heat on him on himself. Finally, they've been allowing him to get these like clean in the middle of the ring. No interference. Just like at some point he gets so pissed off that he goes, oh, I actually have to focus now. Okay, I'll focus and demolish this guy and then spend what seems like 15 minutes with a mic in the middle of the ring. What, you thought he was going to win? I'm Adam freaking Cole. Come on. But I did like his whole, like, I defend the cha- I defend my championship. I do good work. I'm, I'm a fighting champion. People say I'm not a fighting champion. Some people. But look what I just did. I just fought this young, promising talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that line. And he's talking about how He'll he'll take anybody, like you said, even this even this young guy who maybe is a little green still, but he'll give him a shot. And then Ricochet yeah. shows up, his music hits, he comes out, he's like, "How about you give me a shot?" And he goes, "Nah, you don't deserve it. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> way too far good. beneath me." I also liked how Ricochet was trying to direct a lot of the heat, like again, yeah, you know, it's a promo, and he was just like, "So you're gonna come out here and talk about how." much you're a fighting champion and you're like defending the title in a non-title match versus some guy you can't remember his name. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was, I thought that was actually really good. And I thought, I thought that was a really fun little jab. And that started the train that Adam Cole then directed into the station of everyone booing Adam Cole, which is great. Five seconds ago, they were chanting. They were putting the fingers up. He didn't even do a full Adam Cole baby. The audience beat him to it, and he just went Adam Cole baby. Like, I, don't, I don't even need to do it. I'm, he's I'm, so hot, but the thing is, he knows how to turn it around, oh, and yeah. I really appreciate that. I mean, really, again, it goes back to what we were saying about all of Undisputed Era. Like they know how to turn on a dime and go. We've been have like, for instance, we've been having a goofy match so far. Okay, now it's going to get serious. Now it's going to get really intense and you're going to go like, oh, five minutes ago, Kyle O'Reilly made a goofy face and now he's doing a Russian leg sweep and like demolishing somebody's head. That seems weird. It's it's good to do. It's a good way to go. And I think that they really uh, nailed it, all of them. But I think that this was something that I really liked. And I pointed this out to my roommate who was watching with me. I was like, look, look how he turns it around. Because everybody, everybody loves him, and he knows he can't be loved at this point. <laughs> yeah, because and it's really it's fucking it's ricochet. Really I really like how the audience treats Ricochet because something happens with NXT that I really adore, which is 
not so much when they're on the road, but when they're at full sale, I think people give some of the greener performers a lot of leeway to figure stuff out. Yeah. But then one of the first promos that Ricochet cut, they just spent the entire time making fun of the fact that he has no socks. Like, right. they, they, they know him. He's their friend. They, they're fucking around with him. They fuck with the guys that they know have their shit figured out and give some space to the people that need to figure their shit out still. Ricochet comes out and they cheer for him. But I think that if Ricochet and Adam Cole weren't working so well together in that heel face dynamic, they could have started turning on Ricochet. But both Adam Cole and Ricochet are doing their job so well that you're right. They're like, oh, no, fuck you, Adam Cole. You are actually acting like a fucking coward. And then he calls him a coward. And they're chanting coward at him. Adam Cole Insane. runs back to the ring. Ricochet does his, his bounce off the ropes. Slip off the yeah. Bounce off the ropes and then do the Superman pose thing. And Adam Cole, having already changed his mind and come back to the ring, goes, Oh, actually, I don't have to prove anything to you. And then walks away. Yeah. It was really, it was really A good. plus. It was a really good build uh, to hopefully a takeover match. Again, he could he could legit just go super heat uh, heel on us and just go like, no, I'm actually not going to defend it at, at takeover. But you know what would be really great? Yeah, this is this is not a good idea, but it's a funny idea. Okay, takeover. He gives Sean Baluda a second chance. That would be really good. I'd love it if he won, too. That, if he, like, does a schoolboy roll-up on Adam Cole and just wins. <laughs> I mean, I mean that that is getting to a ridiculous level that I can't be completely behind. But like, That's full. You've gone full soap opera at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if, what if they actually bill it as that? It's another short match, and then Ricochet comes out and is like, come on, dude. Yeah. Maybe. Or if if he comes out and he's like, yeah, oh, you know what, Adam, I'm a little under the weather. But don't worry, I got someone to fill in for me. And it's Ricochet coming yeah, yeah. out. And they high-five each other. Everybody's like, yeah. I mean, that, that would be a great fucking face spot. That would be really good, yeah. And that he could join the main roster and be like a superstar already. Everybody would love him. We have a new, uh, a new NXT champion. And it's fucking Choppa. It's fucking Champa. It's fucking Champa. He wears that belt well. He also... He made the referee put it on him in front of everybody. Where he flipped his head with with Triple H's head. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. I thought that was really funny. I I look at his Twitter every once in a while now because of that. Even though I don't have a Twitter myself, I look at his and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is great. He's so good. He's really good. He's really good. He's Uh, so good that I still boo him. Oh, Even you have to because he's, he's putting he's, in this kind of work. He's sick. He's sinister. He's a real monster. And I honestly kind of want to see Aleister Black take his rematch 
I think they set up for it because there was interference because there yeah, were all sure. these like problems. It was like a real big fucking, what do they call it? Like a dusty finish or whatever, where there's all kinds of stupid shit going on. I thought dusty finish is when somebody wins and then after the fact they negate it. Oh yeah, no, that's what it is. No, never mind. It's not going to be that. You're absolutely right. It's called a schmaz is what I'm talking about, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I'm not that smart, guys. I'm not smart to the business. I still, I still think Ciampa's really mean. He's set up this thing. He's got it set up for him now, Alistair Black, where he can definitely come back and say, well, I definitely get my rematch now. I deserve it. I should have it. And I think this did so much good for Alistair Black, this match. I want to direct you to that one line, tweet about this before he kicked him in the chest. I, I said, oh my God, he's got a personality now. He's <laughs> and it angry was at somebody. Great. Yeah, it was really great. I love the idea of him as like an avenging justice angel monster, you know, and it fits with his like candles and shit. So like he could totally do it. I think this did so much good for Alistair that I really want to see them fight again. I don't know if I want it to be a takeover. I kind of don't want it to be a takeover. And I'll tell you why, because we're both going to be at TakeOver, and I want to watch one of these fucking phenomenal Gargano Ciampa matches, and I'm pretty sure we might get it again. Like, you never know. Um, How funny I, would it be if, uh, in the rubber match, Gargano won the title, and it was Ciampa that became the transitional champion? <laughs> because his whole thing was like, when I look at you, Alistair Black, I see a transitional champion. <laughs> I'm wondering if they are setting it up for Johnny to get the belt, though. That's the thing. Because I'm wondering, because people still love him. They gave this match away for free. Right. It was really spectacular. And I was also really surprised that the belt changed hands on the weekly show. On TV. I think that that does so much more for the weekly shows themselves. Yeah. And this actually puts everybody in a position where whatever the takeover match is, it's going to mean more. There was no meaning, except for the really good work that they were doing just with their promos and tweets before this. But this match built both people so well because Champa is now the champion and Alistair Black has lost. Yeah. What the fuck does it's that a big mean? Deal. It's a big deal. It means a lot that it happened on TV. It also means a lot that it happened the way that it did because it opens up a lot of speculation as to what the titles uh, scene is going to look like at TakeOver. We have no clue because over the next two, three weeks, it could be that the belt changes hands again or it could just stay with Ciampa and then who's going to fight him. So let's also bring in the other side of this storyline. Yeah. Gargano has gone insane. Right. He's gone totally crazy. In the weeks since we've last recorded, he's accosted Alistair Black like a homeless man begging for money. He's like, he's like, you've got to listen to me. You can't stop him. No, only I can stop him. And, and he, he can't, he can't have the title. 
You can't yeah. do this. You don't understand. You can't let him have it. He cannot have the title. He's like that old crazy guy in the town who starts ranting and raving about monsters before they, you know, attack. And nobody, everybody's looking at in him. The horror him. or sci-fi movie, you mean? Yeah, yeah. He is absolutely that guy. He's he's, he's totally Randy crazy. Quaid in Independence Day. He is. He's Randy Quaid in real life. <laughs> Both in that accosting of Alistair Black. And in this match. And I I don't like this movie so much anymore. But I'm getting some real Tyler Durden vibes from the whole situation. Because he mm. runs up on Aleister Black behind the scenes. And he's like, you've got to call off this match. He can't have the title belt. You can't let him have the title belt. And Aleister Black is like, Eh, whatever, you crazy guy. And he's like, no, you don't understand. He's vicious. He'll attack out of nowhere. And Alistair Black's like, eh, whatever. He walks through a door. Johnny Gargano leaves the shot and Ciampa immediately enters the shot and hits him. Yeah, I'm wondering if I'm Gargano at that point, don't I hear some clattering or something (laughs) coming from the doorway? I, I just feel like it's interesting he didn't run in. And then in this match, Johnny Gargano has his moment of, I'm going to save the day. He runs in. To his credit, everything has gone to shit already at this point. Oh, yes. The ref has been knocked unconscious by falling onto cement. It's like, it's not, it's not like Alistair Black has had a 13 count by the audience's estimation. He's he's not, yeah, he's, he's, he, it's not like he's, it's not like he's going in there to fuck up the match. No, but (laughs) he tries to prevent Ciampa from hitting Alistair Black with the title belt and in the ensuing chaos hits Alistair Black with the title belt. Yeah. What I'm saying is awesome. I feel like they might be the same person. I get where you're coming from. I don't think that that's possible because I don't think that we're at that level of crazy soap opera writing yet. If this was Lucha Underground, they're the same person. They're the same person. But it's not. It's kind of almost too bad. Every single time Johnny Gargano goes, this thing can't happen. It immediately happens. I'm actually wondering if he's not already working with him. Oh. And he's just setting it up. He scouts ahead. Fuck him up. Go fuck him up, Champa. He hits him with the belt. If you hit him with the belt, that's not legit. I'm going to hit him with the belt. You know what I mean? Like, I'm wondering, because he's broken so much, remember that we kind of want Candace to just beat them both up. That, so, that like, is this true. is one way to get that to happen. It's it's not, it's definitely not what's happening, but it, 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 it plays through my head when I see it, and I'm like, ooh, that might be fun. Right after Ciampa won, Johnny Gargano tweeted out, I screwed up. I caused this mess, but I swear to you, I'll fix it. Some mistakes have the power to turn you into something better than you were before. I have to be better. I don't know how, and I don't know where, but I promise I'll make this right. I just have to. He is in a tailspin and doesn't know it. Yeah, he's (laughs) turning into, he's turning into like a super villain. He's going to be the guy with like the lab full of people being experimented on where he's like, but you don't understand. I'm fixing things. <laughs> I think it's going to be pretty 
spectacular. Whatever happens next, it's going to be something. It it might break Full Sail's heart. The tweet right after that is him retweeting somebody who showed their kid the Champa match, and the kid started crying. Wow. Wow. Yep. <laughs> so now we know what kind of people Johnny Gargano fans are. So that's no. what Johnny Gargano is turning into. He's turning into the guy that's going to make us cry. Oh, he's finally started to actually have a meltdown. It's like, oh, no, it can get much worse. No, it can get worse than that. Remember that thousand yard stare period? Yeah, that was fine. That was everything was that. Really that was fine. him like under control. That was yeah, that was his that was at his most calm inside. Who would you rather him. have Johnny Gargano loses or Johnny Gargano is like an untethered psychopath. And it gets me nervous because of all these spots that like obviously Ciampa is signing off on and probably encouraging with exposed this and exposed that. Yeah, I, I'm just wondering if he's not just going to be like, here's a corkscrew. Stab me 18 times with it. Like in the ring. And, Let's then, go, he, and then he turns, just stab me. looks dead in the camera and goes, you thought this was NXT? This is CZW. <laughs> yeah. Here the fluorescent light tubes, all of them just fall on top of from the CZW is invading. Oh my god! <laughs> oh. Zandig runs out. <laughs> but what's what's Samding doing in the impact? So. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's that clusterfuck. <laughs> I'm so excited, man. Yeah, it's gonna be really interesting. I'm. I'm I'm looking forward to whatever ends up happening, but I don't know. I think that I be. think that the consolation prize. Yes, I'm also. I hope that we get to be in the audience for Gargano Champa, but even if it's Champa Black rematch, you know that halfway through it's going to become a Gargano Champa. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, exactly, exactly. You're right. I think it's just a good idea to have black up against guys like this where he can get some motivation and just really have character so if that is what we get well, i'm and excited it was the just same thing that happened with Lars sullivan there is something about them that actually threatens black yeah. and in this it was that like like Lars sullivan was threatening to black because he's giant and champa is threatening to black because he's evil he's been like physically and mentally dismembering Johnny Gargano in front of our eyes for the last year. Yes, he's evil. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> he's evil. No man is ever truly good. One man is ever truly evil. Yeah, yeah. Yes, no man is ever truly good. But Ciampa is truly evil. <laughs> yes. Oh, man, his delivery of that watch what you say, boy. Oh. Was like It was like straight out of a movie or something. I'm I'm really nervous about like how far I can get pushed myself because it's it's starting to get like what the fuck I actually shouted multiple times during that match. <laughs> the near falls worked on me and I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. hate near falls. I hate near falls, but that it worked on me. The fact that it's on the weekly show makes you buy into whenever Alistair Black is going to win because like ah the belt doesn't change yeah. the weekly show. But it's Champa, so whenever Champa goes for the pin, you're like, 
oh, they're going to fuck with us, aren't they? When the near falls really worked were when there was one where Ciampa, not, it looked like he knocked, he got knocked out. Yeah. And it was like over. Uh, it was after the, the suplex and the this and the that and the, all the, the big combination. And I was like, oh, wow, this is a good way to end it. And then there was another where Black looked like he was totally out of it. And I was like, oh, no, it's okay. So it's changing hands. I, I could not have predicted that finish for one second. When he peeled the when he peeled off of the concrete, I was like, Chompa, you're going on that concrete. That sucks. Why are you doing it? <laughs> I had no clue. It was too messy. It was just too messy for even me to think about. In other matches, Gargano and Ciampa are trying to relive their Gargano and Ciampa matches. Both of them keep doing the draping DDT spot that beat Gargano last time. Both yeah. of them keep peeling up shit outside of the ring. Like, they're stuck in another match. And it's so cool to see that. It's so cool to see this, like, yeah. Oh, you think that I'm fighting you? No, we, I'm fighting Gargano still. Yeah. I'm just in the ring with you. And we didn't even bring this up because it's not recent and it's not as hype, but yet uh, Gargano brutalizing EC3, that happened this month. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. That was crazy. And- yeah, that was him turning into like a monster right there, which further supports. In case anybody missed that, that's kind of why we're talking about Gargano in this. He is totally snapped, and he is turning into a supervillain kind of way. He did all of the shit that Champa did to him at the end of that match to EC3 to win. It yeah, there were scary. There was a moment where he like glazed over, and I think that even I think Moro probably said it. Either he said it, or I thought it to myself in Moro's voice. Oh, he thinks he thinks he's fighting Chapa still. So it's like, yeah, it's it's definitely like a huge thing still. How great is it that NXT is able to keep a feud at this level for so long? It's kind of ridiculous, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. They, because they just keep doing these crazy bunker buster matches that are just. It's, they're the they're the biggest thing on the ticket, and then it's like over and over again, and it doesn't seem like it's slowing down. Speaking of a long term feud, but kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum, because it's a slow burn. We've got the women's division, and the women's division have a number of major storylines all revolving around the living shark that is Shayna Baszler. She's a true man-eater. Whoa. Um, She'll chew you up. Like EC3. <laughs> to her dog. You're a pit bull. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah, she'll just feed you to a dog instead of a cat. I actually looked up what Kirafuda means and remembered it this time. Shit. And it's better than just meaning card, because what it means is the trump card. It's wow. the card that always wins, baby. That's awesome. That is really cool. When she's not about to fight somebody, she walks everywhere with roller luggage. Have you noticed that? Oh, yeah. She's always walking around with the roller luggage. Yeah, I've seen Aleister Black with it sometimes. I know. It's not not uncommon. But yeah, she does have the roller luggage. But it's just really funny. She's always got somewhere to go. Maybe she yeah. just sleeps on the ground. <laughs> She's a rough sleeper. Yeah, she just keeps she just she just keeps all her shit with her in a little rolling bag. 
like six different six different metal t-shirts and then just like a leather jacket that's all she needs the reason that she's such a good wrestler is because she's like emotionally stunted and she's like i don't understand the the reason for houses yeah why does anybody sleep in a house everybody knows where you are every day it's like for a weird reason too. Between the bus stop and the YWCA, you got all your bases covered. Every single month, I fall in love with her. Mom. One of the greatest heels so in the great. business. She's so good that intellectually, whenever I talk about her, I'm always like, she's the best. She's so good. She's so great. And when I'm watching her, I'm always like, fuck you. It's, it's really good. She, and the thing that really makes her amazing is Champa is pure evil. Oh yeah, you can't like him even for a second. You can't get behind anything but he says. Shayna Baszler is more like just an asshole. Yeah, you can see a future where you might like her when she's not the champ. Oh, when I don't a even think heel. that. I don't think that there's a future where I could like her. I'm just saying that, like, I don't no, see I mean, her like, as the devil. No. I just see her as a completely reprehensible person. But you could you could see her in a you could see her like being like, yeah, I'll fight. Let's fight. Fighting's cool. Like you know what I mean. Like never yeah, yeah, like, yeah. but not yeah. You could see that a little bit. She's getting her little catchphrases. It doesn't matter who. And still, you'll and hear and that. still and stuff like that. You can kind of get behind a little bit. So like when she talks, you're like. Oh, this is convincing. I could definitely get behind it. But it's just when you see her fighting somebody that you like and you're like, fuck this. She's a great heel. This is a perfect segue. Do it. Lay it on me. I have some scientific research okay. that I've composed. Blood? Is it about blood? It is not about blood. Okay. But I was watching the amazing women's triple threat for number one contendership. Yeah which we'll talk about in a minute. But the most important thing of that match is, of course, Her Shayna Baszler comes out and interrupts the opening to get on commentary. Yeah. And she is firing on all cylinders. She, she thanks uh, Moro for standing for her entrance. They ask her about who of the three women she would rather face. And she says, it doesn't matter because, quote, they're all just bodies and bodies are a submission waiting to happen, which is like something a serial killer says. They ask her, did you learn anything with your match with Nikki Cross? She goes, yeah, that I could beat her. Yeah. She is so cocky and so smug, but that isn't how she is in the ring. And it's so interesting, and I realize she is the perfect intersection of Minoru Suzuki and Kevin Owens. Mm. In the ring, she's this, like, sadistic, I want to make you feel pain, submission artist. She goes after people that are weaker than her specifically, like she targets them. Yeah. But the second she's talking, she isn't Minoru Suzuki. Because Minoru Suzuki, him talking, he cuts a great promo, but it's all about how like deranged he is, usually. Yeah. And, she Im you know. immediately becomes Kevin Owens, who's just like, yeah, I'm the greatest thing in the world. It is the Kevin Owens thing of 
The things that she's saying makes me like her. But the person that's saying it makes me hate her. That is, yeah, that and is that a is good Kevin way to put Owens it. in a nutshell. You know, that's a really good way to put it. I don't know if that's Kevin Owens anymore because I haven't been watching the main roster. The last thing I saw about Kevin Owens is apparently he's blue now or something. He's blue. Da boo dee da boo da. Yeah. So I don't know. Something stupid happened. Who cares? This women's three way was amazing. It was really good. I'm super glad that Bianca Belair wasn't in it because of her injury. This three-way was so fast, so furious, so crazy. Candice Array looked really good in it, and I was yeah. like getting nervous for her that she wasn't going to look brutal enough But because of all this Johnny Gargano crap. And also because the one thing that I'm not 100% down with that Baszler is doing is talking about how Larray needs to be a, a stay-at-home wife or whatever. It's great for Baszler because it makes her seem like a real shithead. It's not great for Candace because you don't want that because you want to push Candace because Except that's when she accosted Shayna Baszler behind the scenes and started pushing her and going, why don't you say it to my face? Shayna Baszler didn't respond by getting angry. She was just like, get away from me. What the fuck? You want to push Candace as being tougher than this. Everything looked great. Uh, but that's I, why she needs to kill her own husband. She I'm will. Hopefully. You. God willing, she'll kill him. But um, the idea is... Both of her you know, husbands. Yeah, right? Oh, my God. Wait till <laughs> it comes out. That's the reason he turned on her is because it's like, we're Mormons or whatever. We're reverse Mormons. Yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah, because it's only one guy, usually. You're right. Usually, yeah. Like, always, actually. Yeah, you're right. But you know what? I don't know anything about Mormons. Come on. It doesn't weigh the match down at all. It's great. It's high action. There's so much cool shit going on. The finish was incredible. I mean, the finish <laughs> was great. You kind of almost knew. It made sense after it happened. You were like, oh, yeah, because she's up on the thing and gives her enough time to jump and do the elbow. But it was like, it was so out of nowhere for me. Because <laughs> I really didn't expect her to just come flying out like like out of nothing. It was, it was yeah. great. It was really good. Especially because... The entire time, I mean, commentary puts over both Candice LeRae and Kyrie Sane, but they're mainly asking Shayna Baszler about, quote, your first match with Nikki Cross. And every single time they did that, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, Nikki Cross is going to win. We've right. already it done, we already like did that with uh, Asuka, where she had like two matches in a row with Nikki yeah. Cross. So, like, okay, Nikki Cross is going to win. And then Kyrie Sane wins, and the whole thing is, well, yeah, of course I won. I, I beat her before, so I get my, my shot again. And you're like, oh, great. Wonderful. Yeah. And then I loved I loved Baszler's response to that, too, where it was like, well, you seem to forget that I've been beating you ever since then, which yeah, is yeah. great. Nikki was getting in so much offense, and she was getting a little weird and sadistic herself. So I was kind of getting interested to see where that goes with her. She also has a crush on Shayna Baszler. Yeah, when when the when the intro music hit for Shayna, she was super happy and she waved at her. You saw that little wave? I really like what she's doing. I don't know if I want to see another weird choke me out match that close to the yeah, last sure. one. <laughs> so like you know, I'm happy with what we got. <laughs> During this contract signing promo that they did, 
Kyrie Sane essentially said the same thing three times, but each time it sounded a little different and it had a different meaning to it. So and it, it had like, like a slightly different inflection. Yeah, so it was actually pretty good to watch it. It was like, oh, this is good. If you did that on main roster, everybody would just be like, they're just doing that because you can't speak English. Which I mean, insane. I kind of, I kind <laughs> of it, wish that they would do with her what they did with Asuka, where they let her cut some Japanese promos, but... She kind of has her own thing that I that I like that she does, where she screams and yells in the ring. Like, have you noticed? She's like wailing like a fucking monster. Yeah, it's she's a fucking interesting. I loved that. Uh, I guess they called it the anchor submission hold she had on Candace, and she was just arching her back and screaming and wailing like she's like like it's hurting her. It was it was pretty cool. I, I have to tell you, she really does. She has that fire in her that I think really comes across. Yeah, it really does. She's amazing. Yeah, she kind of looks like a Final Fantasy character, but she's like really fiery. So that's that's pretty good. It's really sad that she's gonna lose. Oh yeah, she's absolutely gonna lose. There's no way. I can't. Well, I can't wait to watch this match though. Yeah, this it's is gonna, gonna be, fun. be really fun. We're gonna I have think... to shout drop anchor when she gets the elbow drop on it, and then we're also gonna have to pretend to act surprised when Baszler kicks out. We're probably halfway through. Dakota Kai's rebound rise. Yeah. So let's talk about that really quickly. Right. Because she... She flipped out. She did flip out. You want She flipped out. Tell us how she flipped out. Well, she just got fucking crazy and she fucking flipped out and kicked Lacey Evans in the face a million times. But then she lost that match. Oh, yeah. She lost that match. She's not going to win. Lacey's on a hot streak. And it also... That gives us the opportunity to have Lacey screaming and shouting and yelling... At, a, at an unconscious person. So, I mean, come on. She's got to lose. But she really flipped out. She went crazy. She got mad. She still has her normal ring gear. But now when she's behind the scenes, she's not in colorful clothes. She's in sometimes a charcoal or pure black tank top. I'm like, oh, she's becoming serious. That's good. She's not. Yeah, it's just her ring presence that's that's fun and goofy and makes weird Stiff, very stiff poses. Oh, I like her poses. I know they're cute, but it's like, I'm not really. She kind of does a Charlie's Angels thing. They never really resonated with me. And I kind of wonder why she does them sometimes. Maybe there's something. Oh, they resonate completely with me. I don't know. They don't really hit me. She's just so cute overall that like her doing that shit. I'm like, uh, keep it up, man. The pure face of pure faces. I like I like that we got rid of our previous pure face. Johnny Gargano is on his way to a mental institution, but oh, who yeah. should rise from the ashes is like Dakota, it's Dakota Kai, Kai now. I don't know. She might end up in a mental institution too if she just keeps having to kick people in the face five hundred times. That's true. That does some I, damage I, to you. I, I hope that she doesn't. I, I thought I that was really so much interesting. Two of those weird, swoopy, just narrowly avoiding the ref halluva kicks. The ref kind of knows. Like, he's like, okay, I know that you run around in a weird shape. But he's also like, I kind of have to stand back for the camera. So, I don't know. We're just going to have to narrowly miss each other (laughs) twice. I loved Lacey Evans making fun of her kicks with the weird, like, sumo leg thing that she did. Yeah, that was fun. Lacey Evans is a real jerk, and I like it. I do think it's a little weird that Lacey Evans hasn't turned into Shayna Baszler's toady by now. 
But I do. I, I guess it wouldn't work because Shayna Baszler's not classy enough. Because like she'll be chewing gum or something, and Lacey will look at her and be like, "You know, Shayna, you really shouldn't chew gum. It's it it looks nasty." Lacey Evans is like, "Oh, I'm gonna class up the champ," and Shayna Baszler is like, "No, you fucking aren't. I'm not coming to your fucking Christian book club. I'm not <laughs> doing a fucking you know Mary Kay meeting." Get the you, you, fuck out of my face. You did really pop me with the Christian book club. <laughs> I like that. That was really good. The nice thing about the women's division is every single heel is a different kind of heel. Yeah. Like, Lacey Evans is not Bianca Belair, is not Shayna Baszler. He's not Vanessa Bourne. Yeah. No one's a Vanessa Bourne. Cheer for me! <laughs> Uh, and she that. gets over so well with that. <laughs> I, I love that. That's like, could you imagine if there was a guy who his gimmick was he was like a TV producer, wrestler or whatever, and he'd like have an applause sign that he'd make it light up when he holds it up. It's like, how great would that be? That's basically what this is. It's just like, boo. It's like if she had a big sign that said boo that she would hang over her head. The reason that I said that the women's division in my mind right now, is, like, the A number one, is because I'm looking forward to matches in the men's division, but they're the next matches that are going to happen. And so much of what I'm interested in in the women's division, I'm like, oh, man, in seven months, this is going to be great. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely a slow burn, and it's definitely building up to something really good. And they're putting a lot of work into it, you could tell. Yeah, yeah. And they've so. really planned out, like, what everybody is doing. But then on top of that, they seem to be rolling with the punches. And if one of them either gets injured or just has an extended honeymoon, who knows? Like, they know how to work around it, which yeah. is but I not usually think- WWE's strong. Not <laughs> usually, no. Which uh, wrestling gear do do you think we're going to get? Do you think we're going to get big, feathery, white hat and all white outfit? Or do you think we're getting, like, weird mechanic bikini? We're getting pirate, I think. But we're getting it with, um, we're going to get it white with extra gold trim. I think oh. gold trim everywhere. Maybe a giant gold anchor or giant gold wheel on the back. But yeah, we're, we're going to get something. We're going to get something special. And Baszler is just going to come out in her plain regular old gear. It's going to be great. She's going to sprint to the ring. So that's not even like, it's like a three second intro. Baszler is going to start coming out in just like a sports bra and, you know, sweat pants. pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. She's gonna come out what are we doing a, this? She's going to come out with a bottle of Gatorade that she drinks while she has someone in a headlock. Gatorade and cigarette. <laughs> like, yeah. She's going to smoke during the match. You're going to have a, we're going to have a Barclays employee come up to her. You can't smoke in the arena. It's against the, it's against the law. And she'll just push him and be like, get out of my face, nerd. Really can't wait for takeover. It's going to be super exciting. Right. There's one big question mark, though. A huge question mark. A huge purple question mark. Yeah. 
What the fuck's the Velveteen Dream going to do? Because he's been killing it as he, he wants to remind us. Ooh, he's the best. He, we go back into his weird uh, AV club producer world. I love, I know that I've talked about this in the past. The real big mega stars, they give their own promo style to. So Undisputed Era has the Adam Cole Memorial lighting rig. Yeah. Authors of Pain used to have staircases and back alleys. That's true. Yeah. Heavy machinery, got to be in the gym. Of right? course. Or at a barbecue pit. Or walking through a parking lot on the way to a gym or barbecue pit. Yeah. Velveteen Dream is so transcendent. He starts out in the performance center and yet again, like last time, through snapping and saying words, he is green screened into a, a fantasy world all his own. Of terrible smoke effects. Just absolutely terrible. Awful I believe smoke I effects. believe the smoke effects are ambiance is the music. Yeah, ambiance is the music. Illumination is the purple light. What the fuck was Atmosphere? Is atmosphere. It atmosphere. atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. What a guy. So, we're in this amazing AV club world. But I will say, he's done this promo before. Yes, but... He adds a new wrinkle to it this time. Oh, yeah. Which oh, yeah. is, every single time he says something, he finishes a sentence, and then it cuts to camera two, and he snap looks into the camera, and then whispers the last word of the previous sentence again. Yeah. So, for instance, the first sentence is that he has been hearing the NXT world buzzing. Yeah. And he snap looks buzzing. I also like this because whenever he says that word, that word in impact font floats through the smoke behind him. It is. And it kind of makes it Especially because the first word is buzzing. Yeah. It made me think, like, this is the cover of a, like, all-black Buzzcocks cover band. Oh, that would be fun. I was thinking more like weird motivational speaker, uh, cheesy, you know, like, PowerPoint presentation shit. Yeah. And I loved it. I thought it was, it was like a Tim and Eric sketch come to life. Oh, we've said that about Kona Reeves, though. Kona yeah. Reeves takes the cake. Okay, that. he's like one of their like weird TV guy spots come to life, like public access guy. What? This is like when they pretend to be like a business or whatever. Like, I say this is absolutely. It's amazing. Philadelphia. That <laughs> fucking line. So, oh my god, <laughs> I almost me, pissed myself. He had me crack it up. The second thing he says is he scored a knockout in Philadelphia. (laughs) And I had to pause the show. It is so funny. And holy shit, there are so many people right now that are being so funny. Yeah. Like, Like genuinely funny. You know, there's wrestling funny, right? Right, like Jay Lethal. Like Jay Lethal. Well, no, because Jay Lethal is also kind of like... Oh, he's genuinely funny, but yeah, it's he's genuinely like he's funny. getting there with wrestling jokes. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I like you know when I think wrestling funny, the guy who probably does it the best is like Yano, You know, like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all like physical like, weird comedy. This is like really funny stuff, as well as you know Bianca Belair chanting undefeated, right? Or EC3 yelling fight me. Like somebody has told the writing staff on NXT. Did you know that like wrestling personas are kind of ridiculous? And they were like, what? I thought that this was like dead serious. No, no, no. Like you can make jokes about it sometimes. And Velveteen Dream, I mean, everybody's doing a killer job. Velveteen Dream is running away with it. Velveteen Dream is, I everybody said this about him. So it's a broken record. He's taken a gimmick that is probably career suicide and turned it into, like, the main event guy. He's the main event guy without having a main event match ever. He's the main event guy without with having, like, this weird gay panic character that he has turned into, like, a positive icon for, like, everyone. He's, he, he's, he's spun everything, and it's he amazing. He wore the the Hulk Hogan cosplay. Yeah. And that was only a joke on Hulk Hogan. Yeah. It was anybody else that clear. did that. It would be like a, a Gilbert kind of thing where you're like, well, like ah, when, he thinks he's uh, Hulk Hogan and he isn't Damien Sandow. And that other guy did that. Didn't they? I want to say it was Axel. Uh, I don't know who it was. Curse Axel. I don't know who it was, but it was like two of them did that once. And one of them was macho man. And the other one was Hulk Hogan. And it just came off being like goofy and silly, and it wasn't. Like, and it's and it's always a joke on the guys dressing up, right? They think they're that good. No, Velveteen Dream is like you had your moment. I'm the new. Hulk I'm the Hogan. new Hulk, right? I'm the new Hulk Hogan. I am. It's me. I I show up and everybody chants my name. It's it's everybody. Me, yeah, exactly. And I think that he's so he on is target. so popular. He literally has control over the universe he lives in and can transport himself to an amazing world where his words... Terrible smoke screen. (laughs) Awful smoke effect that is terrible garbage. How dare you? It It is wonderful. I think that's what makes it good. But it's super tacky. It looks like it's going in a totally different direction than... It looks like they zoomed in on a smoke on a Spock machine. So it's like giant clouds of baby smoke for some reason. I don't know. It's awesome. It's possibly the best promo to have for the dream period about, about an upcoming takeover. I don't think I could be more excited about seeing Velveteen dream at Brooklyn. And now you've gotten, you know, we've got to see it because they said it that I'm holding them to it. He's going to be there. He better fucking be there. Because we didn't see him last year, and I really wanted to see him. I think that they learned from their mistake with the uh, Cassius Ono one, where they built that over two weeks, and it was kind of weird. And yeah. this time, they're like, what if we just don't build it at all and just hinge everything on how entertaining Velveteen Dream is? Yeah. Because that oh. was a weird that was a weird feud, and it still went over because the Velveteen Dream was a part of it. So Sure. Guess who he's going to be fighting? I bet it's going to be Cesar Bononi. Oh, God. <laughs> we haven't seen that motherfucker in a million years. 
We're going to be right next to the entrance ramp. Maybe we'll see what's on his butt. I think that we should be close enough to see what's on has been on his butt. Should I bring like opera glasses so I could like really just get in there? Tune back in after takeover to find out what's on Cesar Benoni's butt. Oh my god, I gave away my pair of binoculars to someone who I know who likes bird watching. Don't worry, I got a pair of binoculars. Well, I want a pair. I got to look. I you're going to be looking too. I'm assuming everybody's just going to be trying to find out what's on his fucking butt. We can share. Yeah. My my oh left my eye god. will take the right. My roommate has a spyglass. Oh, God. Oh, maybe I'll just go buy one on Amazon or something. Or on some good labor-approved thing. See, I'm trying to be politically positive because of you. Chuck Taylor tweets, Not celebrating America on this 4th of July, because America sucks right now. So I'm drinking beer and shooting fireworks in honor of Hoagie Fest this year. Wawa forever, Sheets sucks. And Trent... Beretta responded, oh, cool, man. Start tweeting about Trump next. We need more of that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, it's me Ale- and you. Alec is, is the Trent, and I am the Chuck of this, of this wrestling relationship. Also, you know what? That's really unfair. People are super nice at cheats. Yeah, you're apolitical, right? Oh, I don't, I don't have politics. You've got to make a decision sometime, Alec. I'm not a ref. I don't need to make a decision. Wrestling joke. (laughs) This has been What's NXT. Ooh, shit. You know what? I wanted to run something by you. We should do top 10 lists. Those are really huge. Top 10. No. This has been What's NXT. Top 10 edition. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Google Play and Stitcher. Tell Please us, rate and review us. Yeah, rate and review us and tell us our top 10 episodes. Tell us what you think is on Cesar Benoni's butt and the person who gets it closest will win a prize. That's assuming that we're close enough to see his butt and also that he's actually going to be there, <laughs> which that's the least likely part. Hey, listen, I'm banking on it now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hey, ooh, ooh. Also, send us who you think Velveteen Dream is going to dress up as for this takeover. I'm thinking Mankind. Oh, that'd be pretty fun. Wouldn't that be great? I want to see what he does with the sock. Could be like a purple rhinestone encrusted sock. I would be really interested to see how he could make Cactus Jack look fancy. No, Mankind, there's a lot more, like, equipment there. There's, like, a button shirt. There's, like, a lot more stuff going on. He could do... He There's a lot to work with. That's Cactus what I Jack, mean. Cactus Jack, I think, is Cactus a little, Jack is, yeah. is a Cactus flannel cutoff and a black t-shirt. Yeah. Cactus Jack has a overweight, hunched-over guy. Who will go through anything, he's no matter gonna, what. He's just gonna put himself through hell just to make you smile. God bless you. God bless you, Mick Foley. You poor guy. Sending out a big bang bang to Mick Foley. Yeah. You can contact me. I'm on Twitter at Enemy of Both. I've been doing a lot of wrestling drawings recently. Check them out. Oh, you should. They're really good. I also have a Patreon to support me doing wrestling drawings. It has three subscribers so far. So give me a dollar a month. See more drawings. What is it? 
why it's patreon.com slash slash undisputed artist. Ooh, I do like that. Oh, I must be 18 or older, so I can't look at it. <laughs> That's too bad because I did a drawing of my cat Walter with the wrestler Walter. Oh, I see it. Oh, looks good. And I also did a drawing of Pete Dunn and Toro Yano both shrugging. I like it. I like your arrested development in joke Hiromu Takahashi thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's cute with the Daryl. Because he the because Daryl he was from Marksmanship. <laughs> because he called Dragon Lee his mother. Did you see that promo? No, I did not. He's a fun guy. <laughs> he loves his mommy. Yeah. Alec, do you have anything to plug here? Uh, yeah. This is going to be a little off the wall. Oh, shit. I thought that you were just going to say that you like watching Sailor Moon. August 25th, week after Brooklyn Takeover. Um, we're going to have a... There's going to be a great, big, awesome Virtua Fighter tournament. One of the West's biggest Virtua Fighter tournaments uh, outside of Japan. I am going to be running that shit. It is called NYG which stands for the New York Gathering. We've been doing it for, I don't know, off and on for about, I'm going to say this is our 14th year doing it. I was not here for all of that, but I was here for at least six of those. Go ahead and check that shit out. NYG, uh, Virtual Fighter. We are going to be probably streaming it on Arturo Sanchez's Twitch stream, which is NYC Furby. If not that, then probably NYC underscore VF. Or you could check it out on virtuafighter.com. We'll be streaming it there. You guys had a little bit of a long wait between the last episode and this one. But uh, next episode is right around the corner. Yeah, it's like three or four weeks away. And this is not what's Virtual Fighter. This is what's NXT. So take it away, Terry man. Why don't you tune back in probably sometime around the 20th of next month Yeah. to find out what's next. What's NXT? Maybe. No, Ellie, you can't. Not right now. I might have to take the dog out, in which case we can finish recording in a bit, but I don't think so. Uh, I can't I can't curse at this dog like I usually do my own dog because it's somebody else's dog, and that would be rude. Sorry, Ellie. Out. No. No.